This is a HeadGum Podcast. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, Halflings! It's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and I am joined today by... Jeremy Cobb, but Kyria, or excuse me, Kira... Kira the Nadling. <laughs> Kyria. Kyria. Kira. I even wrote down the pronunciation because they so kindly provided it. Kira the Nadling calls me the master of hey. ceremonies. The master of ceremonies. Strong. Whoa. Strong. That's really good. Dude, I think that might be your official title for my wedding. <laughs> I know you're already a groom. Instead of a groomsman, you're now going <laughs> to be the master of ceremonies. Full prince vibe? Woof! <laughs> this makes them even more black! Does have an alligator with a pistol in it though. A brand new yeah. On a nat 20. No! My name is Blam Jam. That's disgusting and I love it. <laughs> We're about to get into something real big now. There's going to be several mini ceremonies out outside, like during the, the, the cocktail mm-hmm. hour, that I'm going to need you to perform. Yes, um, I'm going to let you come up with whatever those. I will also be are. officiating like the wedding a ceremony entails. <laughs> I'll be officiating the entire ceremony. <laughs> uh, we're getting Jera married now, uh, so um, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell my fiance uh, right away. Um, also, uh, so nice to hear that uh, the, I I mean, you know, I'm so glad that Nadlings is catching yes. on. People are taking up the mantle of Nadlings, fans of both us and Nadbot. I, it's a great name, and I was happy the day I came up with it, and I'm ha- even happier today that someone has decided to take it's this excellent. into the Honestly, it's uh, become, uh, like, people have sure. used the term numerous times in our Discord. That's very uh, exciting. There is... That's very, very. Expensive. I think there's even. Uh, I I think I don't know if I coined the term or if I didn't. I don't know if I actually coined a term at all. But I thought it. There's apparently a pipeline mm. also that has developed from I think Nadpod or Join the Party to us, and then mm. from us to Transplaner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, Translings. Yay. But then I was like, Translings. Okay. I don't know. What do we think, folks? Yeah. <laughs> what do we think yeah, about Translings? Okay. Uh, for yeah, fans of both yeah. Transplaner and Three Black Halflings. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. I mean, it's, that or Halfplaner, I, I think Translings mm-hmm. is cool. So, um, uh, But big up to our friends at uh, Transplaner. I recently got to uh, guest on uh, an Oops All Guests mini arc uh, or like mini, uh, like uh, an episode, and it was a lot of fun. It was great. So uh, big shout out to Transplaner and Connie. Um, today, Jeremy... We're going to be talking, uh, well, we're actually going to finally, I'm going to open up about something that I think I've teased quite a lot on the Mm. show and never fully elaborated on, which is why I have a, I wouldn't say a strong uh, dislike, but I have a slight dislike of the Warlock class Mm. because we're going to do a class deep dive into Warlocks. Ah! Yes. Um, 
And I will say, actually, from a deep dive perspective, this is very fun, and I'm very excited about this, because I do think mechanically, the Warlocks are a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, I do think they've got some juicy stuff and some very, very fun stuff. So I'm excited to get into that. Uh, do you want to go first before I uh, uh, let loose my hot yeah. take? Yeah, uh, I'll talk about what I think is cool about Warlocks. I think the yeah. best things about Warlocks, from my experience, are the flavor and the invocations. I think the flavor mm. is as good or better than just about any other class. Uh, I think there yep. is a built... It, honestly, you could kind of do this a similar thing with clerics, although people usually are just like, no, nah, man, I just sort of serve this god and don't do anything like particularly interesting uh, with it. Whereas <laughs> yeah, yeah, with, yeah, yeah, with yeah. warlocks, there's always an implied story. In fact, I highly recommend everyone go check out uh, the Z Bashu YouTube video, uh, 5e D&D Eldritch Blast? Question mark. Uh, it's an animated video in which he actually goes through a hypothetical warlock storyline, like a backstory. Uh, and it's really cool, really oh, cool. well told. Uh, very, very cool video. And I think that sort of thing with warlocks is the, the flavor. And not only that, but continued storylines, potentially. The, so many different mm -hmm. storylines of like, oh, who are your people? Uh, who are these warlocks actually partnered <laughs> who with? Who are your yes. people? Uh, go check out, go check out Outlaws and Obelisks. If, Outlaws and Obelisks. And actually, City of the Black Rose. Both of those feature warlocks, mm. and both of those warlocks' patrons and their, their relationship with their patrons plays a big role in what actually happens mm. in those series. Uh, I think that, yes. I think there's no other class that is as inherently flavored and gives you that many inherent story or that much, excuse me, inherent story potential. Mm. I think that's great. So what you're saying is the warlock comes with a lot of seasoning. Mm. It's, it's heavily saying. seasoned. Heavily, heavily seasoned. seasoned. And, and I think the invocations, mm -hmm. which we will get to, I think some of these invocations are super, super cool. I really like them. Yes. Really, really like yeah, them. Yeah, they are super fun. Um, so as for Warlocks, so I, I want to clarify, mechanically, I think they're dope, and I completely agree that I think they come in with a lot of inbuilt... Um, uh, a lot of inbuilt flavor, which can be super fun. And so I want to preface this by saying, I think in the right hands, and I think that I'm classing that as both the player and the DM, I think in the right hands, the Warlock is one of the best classes it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun but one of the issues that i do have with warlocks i think because it's there it's felt more readily than any other class is that i think it puts a lot of onus on the dm to provide a, a kind of like a fun narrative for a player that doesn't take away their agency and my only issue that i have with it is that i feel like a lot of the time with warlocks particularly it sometimes happens a bit with paladins is that people like dms and stuff kind of in the kind of spirit of trying to stay true to like a god or a fiend or a whatever it is kind of leads people down a route route where they lose agency and that i just don't like so much so i guess part of this is like a, a also a bit of like a dm advice like if you have a warlock in your party to kind of keep that conversation going as much as you possibly can and checking in with them probably even more so than other players to make sure that they feel like you know even though they're in service of someone that they still feel like they have agency with their own story and that they're still enjoying the process obviously some players might want that some players might want to be like you know 
pushed from pillar to post and have that kind of like you know tempestuous relationship where they're they're very much being commanded but like for me personally i can imagine that leading to a lot of scenarios where players wouldn't be comfortable you know because they they're told they have to do something or they'll lose their powers or you know stuff like this like that's basically where the bulk of my kind of unease i think comes with the warlock class because i think it just it, more than any other class it puts so much on the dm to get that right mm. i mean don't get me wrong like i said if, it, if they get that right it is it sings it is like it slaps so hard and it's amazing and it's usually like the payoff is like, higher than it is for other classes but for this one i that i only i, I worry that I mean, even just like a lesser experience to DM, like, and I kind of cl class myself in this to some extent, which is like, there's a lot to juggle. You know what I mean? It's hard to remember to like check in with this guy's patron or with this girl's patron or whatever, like all the time, because it's, it's a lot to, you know, try and figure mm -hmm. out all at once uh, and making sure that you're kind of giving them a satisfying arc. It's tricky. It's super tricky. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> that's, that's my like- I think one. you're raising a potential pitfall that could come up. I think mm. it's not, as you said, it's not inherent to the class. It does not have to be like, no. oh, well, sorry, guys, we got to go on this mission because my patron demands mm -hmm. it. I, it's actually, it reminded me that is something that I have seen happen with clerics as well in that because oh, they are getting their powers and potentially a paladin because they're getting their powers mm. from a specific entity, they have to therefore abide by the wishes of very that strict rules or something yes yeah. now with yeah. warlocks i think people much more commonly have direct conversations with their patrons as opposed to paladins or clerics who might pray but there isn't usually like hey there like the god shows up and they just chat yeah. for a while <laughs> yeah but but i think that's i think well, well, that it yeah, can be terrible. something a pitfall that uh, that very is a very real pitfall i think the best solution to something like that and it's something that i don't think i see enough with warlocks is to not have the the patron be like a constant presence if you're afraid of like yes. if you're afraid of removing yes. players agency there's no problem with having a a very present patron but i think if you're afraid of removing the player's agency that is the number one thing that you need to adjust is just have it be like, yeah, cool. Yeah. I give you this in exchange for, I don't know. I get something from you at some point, or maybe it's just a really yeah. altruistic patron who's like, yeah, just sign up. And you know, <laughs> here you go. I'm just, well, I think, you know, you can always, you can always do the Marvel excuse. It's, I'm old. I have too much power. I'm giving it all to charity. And you're one of the charities yeah. <laughs> giving it to. Because I don't want to leave it to my kids. And you, you can always use the Marvel excuse of just like, eh, I'm busy. Like, I got other people. I got other people. You know, like, it, as in, they don't have to be constantly, like, a watchful eye over the player. Because mm -hmm. I think, actually, you've nailed the reason why I think it feels more risky uh, than like a patron than a, than a cleric or a paladin which is that i think it's lighter touch with a cleric or a paladin generally like it's easier to get away with a lighter touch where it's like oh a breeze goes in a certain direction but like you can absolutely walk against the breeze do you know what i mean like obviously to a point mm -hmm. right whereas like with a with a with a patron like rocking up and being like physically in front of you know someone I feel like you can get into a situation where you're like, oh, like it, it's e like I've had a scenario in which like a player has been in a particularly antagonistic mood that that session, and I'm like, it feels like you're you're pushing the patron, yeah, <laughs> and like, do you know what I mean? And like, whilst I think that can create a fun dynamic, I'm also just like, this backs me into a corner as a DM because 
they like this is like they were like the fiend or no, it wasn't even the fiend i think it was like the und uh, what's it what's it called the the undead mm-hmm. and i basically like made it like the grim reaper and i was like i just don't feel like they put up with this <laughs> and i was really as the dm i was a bit like i don't know what to you do don't want to strip <laughs> well i mean you can if you want to just if you want to go the full suffer and learn route and be like fine okay you have no powers now your patron's done <laughs> yeah if you want to get powers yeah. back from your patron you're gonna have to apologize probably find them yeah <laughs> they're screening yeah, your calls go find them and apologize but until then you're a peasant who has 11 yeah, points. <laughs> all of your class levels are gone and you are back yeah. you have you're seven a level hit, zero you're a commoner with six or seven hit points your stats are reduced oh no sorry yeah it's a guard that has 11 yeah. hit points you'd have seven yeah you're you're <laughs> so weak you are so weak <laughs> truly so weak um so yeah that's my like top line uh feeling and sensation on warlocks is it's it's purely just that i i am wary of that trap and uh and and i'm glad that uh you know i have a platform of which to to hopefully preempt this trap yeah. and to uh help people pass their um sleight of hand checks to disarm. save some campaigns jasper or let them die and bring them back you necromantic fiend you necromancy yes. apologist Yes, I am indeed. That's what I want to know: is why is there not the necromancer? Uh, why is why is that not one of the the warlock? Uh, I guess that would be the undead. Sunglasses. Is probably the closest one. Probably, yeah. probably. But I want it to be called the necromancer. Mm. So you know. Anyway, why don't we talk a little bit about what the warlocks can do? Um, uh, so uh, we are charisma based for our spell casting. Mm-hmm. For warlocks uh so you're gonna want to be charisma as a priority um uh just in terms of getting a nice uh a nice boost for all of that and your second is wisdom sort of kind of yeah (laughs) i guess i don't know it doesn't really i'm just i I mean as in purely in the saving throw yeah that's that's what you get your proficiency with the saves with but i guess yeah it's worth running through you get a d8 as a hit die so not paper but not super beefy. You not yet. Uh, you are proficient with light armor, so you can wear a little bit. You're not a complete sitting duck. A little bit. Weapons, simple weapons. Mm-hmm. Again, not a complete sitting duck, but again, not a tank. Mm-hmm. Tools, no <laughs> proficiency with tools. Proficient with wisdom and charisma saving throws. You get to choose two skills from arcana, deception, history, intimidation, investigation, nature, and religion. Uh, and at this point, uh, it's worth saying warlocks because the next step is literally your subclass warlock is one of the most if not the single most front-loaded class of all the classes Mm. you get Mm -hmm. you get your subclass at level one i believe level two is when you start getting invocations you get like by the time you get to level three and you get your packed boon honestly not it's it's depending on which one you pick probably not as fundamental as what you've already chosen uh they are which makes them Mm -hmm. incredibly good as a little dip so if you want a multi-class you can be like oh i'll take two yeah, levels of yeah, warlock and get a bunch of cool stuff out of it mm-hmm. plus i get eldritch blast and i don't need to keep raising my warlock level just my class level goes up or my character level so, excuse me yeah goes up and i'll get hyped up eldritch blast the extra stuff. benefits yeah of the eldritch blast so, yeah yeah do you want to do the all the, all the world um, yeah. patron do you want to run us through that yeah, 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 absolutely. So yeah, we have um, so we have the otherworldly patron, which is basically where you pick your subclass. Um, and I quite like this. This again, this very this, this is full of flavor. The idea being that uh, your subclass is dictated by the kind of patron whom you are with. Um, 
And so uh, you have a, a choice. We'll be doing two of them today, uh, and then the rest of them will be available uh, in the near future over on our Patreon if you want to hear a rundown of the rest of them. Um, but uh, there is... Uh, but yeah, that's basically uh, uh, what that is. And and I guess it, the the principle, if, if anyone is a complete sort of uh, noob on, on warlocks and what they are, uh, the principle is that this is a kind of uh, a powerful entity being uh, demigod, fiend, god even, uh, who has decided to bestow upon you a kind of portion, a fraction of their power and knowledge uh, that you might... And it can be, like Jeremy was saying, it can be kind of any number of reasons. It can be that you go forth and spread their message. It can be that you complete specific tasks for them. It could be that you are... Um uh yeah or even that you're trying to further uh, your own knowledge or something or you're trying to gain you tr you enter into the pact by trying you know in order to gain the power to do something in particular uh meanwhile they're kind of feeding off of you in the background or something mm -hmm. uh lots of uh lovely sinister overtones and i think this is probably the most edgelordy of all of the uh available classes yeah. if you want to go full uh edgelord it's broody, this or rogue, uh, whatever really. this is just Easy. It's, it's this. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. This is this, and, but I'd say, frankly, this is even more so. Like Hexblades, <laughs> the broodiest of the brood. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, or fiend. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, and I, I might actually just run through what the names mm -hmm. of them are because I think it's kind of a, it gives you like a nice idea of like what the uh, different kind of entities that are available are. So you've got the Archfey. So that's a powerful fey. It's a powerful, powerful fey. Uh, you've got a Celestial. So it doesn't have to be all dark necessarily. Celestial, obviously, they coming down. Yeah, from you made a deal with an angel, high. maybe. Yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, but angels can fall, yo. Angels can fall. Uh, you have the Fathomless. I actually don't know what the Fathomless is. The Fathomless is. Is, a, is the official version of the Lurker in the Deep subclass, which is basically ah. Kraken tentacle monster, something that lives deep in the sea. I see. This was I they, played the uh, Lurker in the Deep. That's how I know this. I I enjoyed I enjoyed ah, the okay. UA Lurker in the Deep subclass. Uh, but the Fathomless is basically the official version of that. And actually, at least one of the Fathomless abilities was used for the Great Devourer subclass that we made for Panya in Outlaws and Obelisks. Ah. Oh, very cool. I was just wondering, because I think this is probably where they drew most of the inf in, uh, thing for Travis in Campaign 2 for Critical Role as well, if you wonder, because oh. he's a servant of Ukotoa um, in that. So if you want to see that in action, now I remember, that's probably what it is. Uh, then we have the Fiend, uh, which is just the opposite of your Celestial, mm -hmm. really. Uh, same kind of deal, other down <laughs> instead of up. <laughs> uh, the Genie, uh, big fan of the Genie. It's literally a Genie in a object of some description who has chosen to bestow upon you some powers uh the old great one um what uh i'm trying to think what law do we have Cthulhu. for the old great one it's it's uh, your it's your uh it's your uh, uh lovecraft i couldn't remember the guy's name lovecraftian yeah. tentacle monster um uh Thruzdun, i think is one of them is there, there's, there's Thruzdun they probably one list I them i'm gonna see if i can gods. find the list on the page uh yeah. yeah yeah we've got the that which lurks Thruzdun, uh the chained god uh dendar the night serpent yeah Thruzdun. yeah yeah Den dendar not gengar dendar the night serpent Den i said no no I, yeah i was Did i was just dendar oh, makes right. me think of gengar oh not gengar <laughs> Oh man, that's such a great idea. <laughs> Have a Genga be your patron? <laughs> yes. That would make so much sense. Yeah. 
or a haunter or something. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I'm such a big fan of that. <laughs> you're earning it experience points. So it gets to, it's like the only way that like haunters can evolve into Gengars is by like getting yeah. patrons. <laughs> so you have like a haunter, the invisible yeah. hand like keeps appearing over your shoulder <laughs> to guide yeah, you. you. Get ma- you get Mage Hand uh, is one of the, oh, one of the perks. So cool. You just get Mage Hand. And it's just, just a haunter turns up and does yeah. stuff for you. <laughs> uh they i guess we kind of have the undead and the undying but i i wish there was like a ghost (laughs) just straight up ghost one yeah yeah that would be a lot of fun that would be a lot of fun uh the hex blade that probably one of the more well-known uh of the subclasses uh which we'll absolutely get to on our patreon episode um but this is like a mysterious entity from the shadow fell uh this is like a particular plane of existence the shadow fell uh which i think everything is like shades of like gray gray and black and whatever it's it's uh yeah um uh and uh and it manifests uh, sentient magical weapons carved from the stuff of shadow Mm -hmm. i mean like i said it's edgelordy as hell (laughs) um uh and then like you said before we have the undead um vampires you make a deathless deathless being yeah Yeah. um imagine just a zombie just like a decrepit zombie (laughs) i make a pact with you it's like a very weak being but you somehow like you have a contract written up and you get you like hold the zombie's hand and (laughs) have it sign (laughs) <laughs> and it's just and the actual campaign is just the zombie desperately trying to level up so that he can fulfill his contract and give you power <laughs> whilst you just sit and wait for the zombie to get strong because it's just a normal zombie <laughs> uh and then uh we have uh the undying which is like an everlasting creature that has existed throughout like time and will continue to exist and etc etc yes yeah like a lich um so like vecna yeah. He's actually listed Shout on the sheet. Anyone watching? He's actually listed on the sheet right mm. there. Um, so, yes, that is the uh, subclasses. We're going to dip into two of those today um, at the end of this, but we are going to. Uh, do you want to go for our next? Uh, what is next on the yes. list uh, for Warlock? So this is this is a complicated one right here. Packed magic, and it's also one of the biggest sticking points with the Warlock class. Uh, so you, you got magic spells. It's a spell casting class. You got your two cantrips. Okay. Uh, they're, they're, well, we, I think we should probably, before we move on, uh, talk about the cantrips. Uh, yeah. Warlock. We have to talk about the elephant in the yes, room. Yes. <laughs> uh, the eldritch elephant in the room. Yes. Uh, yes. If you're not familiar with eldritch blast, it's arguably the best damage cantrip in the game. It does force one d ten force damage as you gain levels. It gets more powerful. Except in contrast to so, a spell like Firebolt, which does all the damage to one creature, you can actually shoot multiple beams of Eldritch Blast mm-hmm. at higher at those levels and t- potentially target yeah, so, different creatures. Uh, so you get two beams at level five, you get three beams at level eleven, and then you get four beams at level seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah, you're handing out d uh, tens in any which way you want uh, for. Four of which, yes, and it's a juicy, it's a juicy yes for sure. And well, and part of what makes it so good is that, in contrast to something like Firebolt, which is useless against something that is immune to fire damage and is obviously very depowered against something that resists it. uh, There's, I only know of like one thing in the game, one or two things in the game that can actually resist force damage (laughs) i don't think oozes can resist force damage i know bear barbarians can there are i think the the shadar kai when they use their teleport ability there they like the blessing of the raven queen they become 
resistant or immune to all damage. Like there's a few things that can do that, but other than that, mm-hmm. basically nothing resists uh, the force damage uh, that I can think of at a range of 120 feet as well as no joke. Yeah. Um, it's... that's a decent, that's a decent range, which you can easily couple with, uh, a, a, you know, uh, a feat of any kind of like spell sniper or something and get up to 240, which is just, ah, it's just sauce. It's great sauce yes. You know? And here's where we kind of run into, I think a complaint, a very fair complaint. Warlocks get mm-hmm. very, very, very few spell slots. Uh, in oh, contrast so to sad. every other, it really is the sad. Yes, thing. in contrast to other <laughs> spellcasting classes, so you you can know I think a similar number of spells to other classes, but in terms of mm. oh wait no you can't excuse me you actually know very few spells and can use very few spells. So level one, you know two spells <laughs> and you can cast yeah. one. You have one spell slot. At level two, that goes up to yeah. two spell slots. Then at level, it, I cut. Yeah, I'm looking down the list. At it level kind eleven, of scales with it goes your up level. to three. Yeah. <laughs> at level eleven, you have three spell slots. At level seventeen, <sighs> you have four spell slots. Now this comes with a huge caveat that, in contrast to every other class, the warlock recharges their spell slots on a short rest. So you don't hit for very long, but you can get them back as long as you're able to take short rests. I you just be napping all the time. Yes. <laughs> Always take naps. I think this creates a lot of scarcity fear from what I've seen from a lot of warlocks. Even when I play warlocks, I tend to be like, I don't really want to cast a spell unless I need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah absolutely. Honestly, I um, wish they would give you like I less I wish they'd let it either the number either be higher or let it scale faster. Like, I don't know, mm-hmm. a num- number of spells equal I to think, half I your spell level rounded cause... down. How's that? Yeah, I think it does cause for like quite a bit of reliance then on Eldritch Blast, which is less fun. Yeah, like I think that's that's I think where the like the really the complaint becomes really valid is that it's like when you only have three spell slots, level eleven, you're probably just spamming Eldritch Blast, which no matter what subclass you are, it, it like it probably is less unless you're maybe a Hexblade it's less fun because purely just on a flavor point of view or wanting to, you know, have a more unique warlock build or whatever else it is. That's just slightly less entertaining. I think for people say so it does kind of back you into a bit of a corner because you could go ahead and, you know, jump in with a, a sword or whatever, but it's like, well, if I can do two D 10, two separate targets, if I want to, and I get to add my evocations, which we'll come to in a minute uh, as a potential boost to those things. It's like, well, I, I, it w- I would be foolish to just not just use it. Yeah. And I think that is one of that is if I had a complaint, which I do, it's this. Uh, I think the <laughs> warlock is overly centralized around Eldritch Blast to the point. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Where if you do not take the Eldritch Blast cantrip, your warlock is just demonstrably weaker than other warlocks. And it's like, look, I've seen a guy play a warlock without Eldritch Blast because he just really wanted to because I guess it annoyed him that everyone focuses on that spell all the time. Everyone uses it. Yeah, it's it's not like, hey, I'm going to show you it's not fundamental to the class. It is. Like it's still it was it he is. had a good time playing <laughs> it was fine but there's yeah, no yeah, question that his warlock would have been better take it out yeah if he'd have had the ability which is what makes me think <laughs> to use eldritch blast. maybe don't make it a an optional thing just give them eldritch blast and maybe maybe yeah. don't make this like a straightforward spellcaster that has like extra stuff maybe just mm. make it a mixed caster. Maybe like make it a blasting, yeah. like it has blasting abilities, because when we get to the invocations, you'll see there are all sorts of special invocations that specifically pertain to Eldritch Blast. To there are no Eldritch other, Blast, yeah. there's no other spell for which it will be like, if you have this spell, you can add this extra effect. There's no other invocation there yeah. that does that. I it's, think they're all I for think Eldritch I would Blast. say like, yeah, make it, make it a, uh, make it a, a thing that they get. And I'd say, like, see if there's, like, three different versions of, like, Eldritch Blast that you could give, specifically Warlocks, like Eldritch Blade or something, mm-hmm. where you, whatever weapon you have, it becomes a D10 weapon, uh, and, like, you get an extra attack with it, or, so, I don't know, something yeah. like that, like, um, or, or so you're still effectively doing, like, two, you know, uh, you still get to the sort of two hits. Yes. Make it, like, a Paladin or a Ranger where you have, or an Artificer, where you yeah. still have the mixed, you still have spells, and you have more spell slots than you would with the current Warlock, but you have, like, cool... But that's what's so wild. It's not mixed, and it knows so many less spells than, like, mixed like mixed yeah. like that's wild that's that yes. feels and it is it is wild. a it is a class anyway. for which you learn your spells you don't prepare them actually i think the number of spells you learn might actually be comparable now that i think about it the number of spells you learn is actually pretty comparable to other spell casting classes it's just the spell slots are pitiful yeah. and here's another wrinkle with the yeah. pact magic that is interesting so your pact slots will uh, match are automatically at the highest level of spell that you can cast so uh you you basically have uh say you're a fifth level character your two packed spell slots if you're a fifth level warlock the you can only cast two spells per short rest and both of those spells (laughs) are automatically cast at third level which kind of prioritizes then spells that can be upcast because obviously any spell, any low level spell can be upcast, but not every low level spell gains additional abilities and powers as it grows. So it's, it's like it sort of prioritizes automatically picking stuff that get, gets stronger when it's upcast. Obviously you don't have to, but it does feel like uh, to me, it's like, it feels like a little bit of a waste. If I don't have like a, a bunch of spells mm. that are like, I'm making use of the fact that I'm casting this at fifth level. Um, and yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So mm. that is, uh, that is something to, to flag up. And then the other thing is that uh, warlocks naturally only learn spells up to, I believe, fifth level. And then, at higher, uh, yes. like, it's a full spellcasting class, but then at higher levels, we'll get into what actually happens uh, with, like, six six level spells and above. But you can, like, the spell mm-hmm. list is primarily one through five uh, levels. 
Uh, and then there's a whole thing with um, I have to talk about because this is where multi-classing comes in. Th- like I said, the warlock is front loaded. Um, so those packed s- slots exist in addition to any other spell slots you have from other classes, which is nice. Very yes. tasty. You actually mm. get additional mm. spell slots with this. And they are mm. automatically and I believe actually you can use your packed slots for non-warlock spells. I need to make sure of this really quickly, but I think Ooh, when you multi-class okay. with warlock, uh, you can use let me see if I can find a uh, warlock. Uh, I think you can use your packed slots uh, with non-packed spells. Um, which is nice. It's tasty. Yes. Uh, if you have both the spell casting feature, uh, spell casting class feature and the packed magic class feature, you can use the spell slots you gain from the packed magic, packed magic feature to cast spells, you know, or have prepared from classes with the spell casting feature. So essentially if you're a cleric and a warlock, you can use packed slots to cast guiding bolt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can use the spell slots you mm-hmm. gain from the spell casting class feature to cast warlock spells, you know. So if you are a druid, so you could effectively down you could you could effectively downcast you know you could cast something at first yes level, for instance if you were to multi-class with with uh, something else warlock, yes you know, uh, and you if you were like a druid then you could use your spell slots to cast hellish rebuke. Mm basically yeah uh so that's it's really yeah. it's uh, the spell casting for this class is very is very nuanced and very different i <laughs> i would also be remiss if i did not flag up the one of the most infamous class combos multi-classing combos in the game uh the sorlock which is a sorcerer mm. warlock combo people do yeah. this because essentially you can sacrifice spell slots to gain uh excuse me you can sacrifice spell slots to gain uh, uh, sorcery points for the sorcerer, and you can mm-hmm. sacrifice sorcery points to gain spell slots. And spell slots yes. reach, or excuse me, the warlock packed slots recharge on a short rest, and so do sorcery mm. points. So does sorcery so points. if yep. you take a yep. short rest, you can just make it so you never run out of spell slots because you'll keep getting packed mm-hmm. slots back. And if you start to run out of spell slots, you can sacrifice your sorcery points. Uh. It's, it's, a, it's a cheeky little, it's a cheeky little yeah, walk Yeah, so people will be like, I never have around. to take a long rest. Uh, which, <laughs> I, can keep I mean, going still, you would still have problems with, like, exhaustion and stuff. but Exhaustion and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, you don't have healing yeah. <laughs> in either of those exactly. classes. So. <laughs> yes, unless, well, unless you're, I think, a uh, specific well, yeah, kind of, yeah, I think it's, of, I think of the Archfey maybe gives you some, some healing. Uh, or the Celestial, I'm oh, pretty does sure does. Celestial probably will, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's um, very, it's a very famous combo because it's a little bit broken with how many spell slots you're mm. able to give yourself. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Oh, the irony from no to lows, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to no spell Just slots. Throw a sorcerer in there. Um, Okie dokie. So we move on to the big daddy, yes. the, the, the Eldritch the, Invocation the level. The in level two. Uh, we there is. Honestly, far, far too many for us to go through. Uh, there is a lot on here. So we have picked out a couple each, uh, ones that we think are particularly worth mentioning. Um, but generally, it's a bit like when we did the Artificer class. Like, take a minute just to go through them. Because one of the nice elements is I do think Eldritch Invocations is something that really lets you personalize your Warlock. So, I don't like, you know, uh, still with the caveat of what we said earlier about the over-reliance on... Um, 
of Eldritch Blast, I do think this is an element of the Warlock, which really does allow you to kind of, you know, steer them in a particular direction. Like if you wanted them to be like a, you know, studious, some, like someone who studies the Eldritch ways, or if you want them to be a blaster, or if you want them to be, you know, I think that you can give them a bit more flexibility with the use of these. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to throw uh, one out? We can take yeah, a chance. Yeah, and I guess we haven't explained exactly throw. what Eldritch invocations are. So I'll just read you what it literally says. True. In your study of occult lore, That'd you be- have unearthed Eldritch invocations which are fragments of forbidden knowledge that imbue you with an abiding magical ability. You just get cool stuff that you can do. Cool stuff. And the most fundamental of these cool stuffs, which if you don't take it, again, if you don't take it, your warlock, at least in terms of like damage, is demonstrably weaker. They suck! Uh, it's, it, it can still be good. Like You can still play a warlock that doesn't cool. have Eldritch Blast or does not have this next invocation and have a lot of fun. But you're leaving like some fundamental stuff on the table. Uh, the first one is mm. agonizing blast. You can get this at level yes. two because some of these are level locked. So you have to hit like level five, yes. level nine, I think level uh, 15. There might 15. be a level 11 one as well. Um, but agonizing blast, you can get this at level two. When you cast out Eldritch Blast, you add your charisma modifier to the damage it deals on a hit. So... You're turning it into basically a weapon attack with a range of 120 Mm -hmm. feet that at higher levels now becomes 3d10 if you're, I think, level 11, uh, 4d10 at level, I think, 16, level 17. 17. So 17. 17. So that becomes 4d10 plus five for each uh, for so you get plus five assuming your uh, charisma modifier is uh 20 at that level which it probably should be uh you now get that plus five to every single blast so you're now throwing 4d 10 plus 20 damage uh which is very good that's that's half that is the average damage for 4d 10 added on yes so you're effectively almost rolling crit yes like every time, because the average damage for forty ten would be twenty. So you're basically critting. Yes, Cr- you're critting on your it, homework, which yes. is great. If you want great. to, if that. you want to, if you want your warlock to be like a powerful blaster type, uh, which is kind of what the class is sort of designed for, this is mm-hmm. fundamental. Like it's really, yeah. really good. Uh, even at, even yeah. at low levels, that extra like plus three to a cantrip that mm. you can cast over and over and over again, starting at level Heck two. Yeah. That's tasty. It's guaranteeing that you're going to do some damage because like that. That's I think that's one element in which the the uh, in which the Eldritch Blast does suffer is that you don't guarantee doing damage. Right, you can still roll once, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's 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 a way of ensuring that you're going to put some numbers on the table, basically. Um, uh, and it's not just like a purely a luck thing. Uh, and am I right in thinking as well? You like, I mean, yeah, you can crit. On yeah, these as well. you could so, crit on an Eldritch like, Blast. You can do some serious. So you can do some serious stuff yeah. uh, with this. Uh, cool. I'm going to throw out something infinitely less fundamental, but uh, one that I particularly like, um, uh, which is Eyes of the Runekeeper, uh, which means that you can read all writing. Uh, I think this is, uh, it's very situational, but it is filled with flavor. And I think the times that it will come in uh, of in use, uh, as Jeremy said when I selected this one earlier, it's a very... ADM kind of moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very uh ah, you can read all right. Yeah, the DM's just like, so this what am puzzle, I supposed to do? The puzzle is 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 nerfed. Like I there's no we don't need to do the puzzle. You now find mysterious runes. Read the answer. That no one yeah, can exactly. read like well, him. 
well i can <laughs> yeah because that's the thing it's not like it's you can read known languages or any like you can read all writing if it is written down in any way, shape, or form, you know what the intended message of that writing the, is. The it's, DM would have to start pulling some cool. crappy stuff, like, be like, well, technically, this isn't actually writing. Yeah. These are etchings. Yeah, this and it's is not in a symbols. language. There isn't, like, an actual language here. It's, like... Uh, please feel free to clip this bit of audio and play it to your DM whenever possible. It says all writing. If it's written down and there is a message behind the scrawlings, they can read it. Mm. <laughs> I'm making that ruling. That's, now oh, that's very I interesting. Just, so again, in your so you would interpret that as being like if it was if it was inscribed someplace and yeah, there was I a an in, intended meaning. meaning. So th that that mm. actually takes it a little further. You can read a book and you'll know what the author actually intended. Yeah, exactly. You'll know whether that whether they were meaning some level of symbolism when they made the curtains red in Jasper's game. You know what specifically. I mean? In my game, in my yeah, sure, if it's like a comic Maybe book, not. but there's no words in it, I probably would rule that. Yeah, you don't know what this means, but like, but uh, if it's actually a language, if it's any kind of written language, you can read it. Uh, which is great. Yeah. Now, there's a, I wonder if that's useful for codes. Uh, that's another thing that could be very mm. interesting. Can you break codes? That, yeah, I think that 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 i think would be that i think would be different purely because there is an intention to hide the meaning like you can read what it says because it just says you can read right. what it says like that's what it is you can look at it and understand what the letters are right but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be rearranging those letters to then mm. mean a, a, do you know what i mean like that would be i think that would be something but that does mean like personally. ciphers and stuff like that if it's written in a cipher you could just look at it and be like yeah no i know what this means yeah exactly there's definitely some instances where you yeah. know 100 uh my next one which the next one which is uh it's not as much of a hey dm but it is like mm -hmm. if your dm lets you abuse this this is really ridiculous it's misty visions it's another level two mm. i think eldritch i think uh eyes the runekeeper the one you mentioned is also level two you get i think you can get both mm -hmm. of these at level two misty visions you can cast yes. silent image at will without expending a spell slot or material components so silence silent image is a first level spell uh it requires concentration lasts up to 10 minutes it is one action range is 60 feet you create the image of an object, a creature, or some other visible phenomenon that is no longer than fifteen than a 15-foot cube. The image appears at a spot within range and lasts for the duration. The image is purely visual. It isn't accompanied by sound, smell, or other sensory effects. You can use your action to cause the image to move to any spot within range. As the image changes location, you can alter its appearance so that its movements appear natural for the image. For example, if you created an image of a creature and moved it, you can alter Alter the image so it appears to be walking. Uh, physical mm. interaction with the image reveals it to be an illusion because things pass through it. And a creature that uses a, a, a action to examine the image can determine that it, that it is an illusion with a successful investigation check against your spell save DC. And then if they can figure out what it is, they can see through it. This spell, uh, if you can cast it an unlimited number of times, starts to get a little broken. I'm going to give you some examples. Mm. Say you need to infiltrate a place. You need to infiltrate a building, but you need to be in disguise. Great. Cast Misty Visions. You are now surrounded by a hologram of the person you want to be. You can talk from inside of the hologram. Mm. You can have it move with you. You can have it move around. You could just yep. move the spell. So you have not just 10 minutes, 
because you can just keep casting it over and over and over. Yep. You have as long as yep. you need, as long as no one mm-hmm. touches the hologram, uh, you should be yep. okay. Um, the yep. other thing is, and this is really cheesy, what happens if you cast a block of darkness around yourself? Whoa. It looks like you cast the darkness spell. And now you have cover. Yeah. Now you have full cover. You have advantage on all your attacks. Oh, You're just sitting inside yikes. shooting Eldritch Blasts out. Yikes. Uh, that is that is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yes, is interesting. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do I allow that? <laughs> I mean, I feel <laughs> like just rules as written. You it is yeah. it is a, f- a visual phenomenon. Uh, it's purely it's visual 15 feet. and you could just have a block. You could have it. You could even make it look like you cast the darkness spell, like an orb of blackness that no one can see through now where it falls. Is it 15 yeah, feet? It's 15 feet, a 15 foot cube. Yeah. I mean, you could be anywhere within that 15 yeah. foot cube. And now if somebody walks towards yeah. you and walks into that area, they will immediately discover because they've now walked into it and it's just a hologram. They're like, Oh, Okay, because they've physically interacted with Is the Is it kind of like when you clip... I kind of imagine it's like when you clip through something in a exactly. video game. Like, and the, you kind of suddenly see on the inside of the building, yeah. and it's like, there's nothing in there. And you're like, oh, oh, what, what, yeah. what, 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 Okay, <laughs> I can see exactly. you now. <laughs> uh, so, I think in that sense, it's like, eh. But, I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do with yeah, this. Yeah, distractions. I'm pretty sure I use this to quite good effect in the curse of strad two shot that we did mm. uh because i played a warlock in that and i and i remember using uh this uh, in particular to like cause distractions i think this is um, also a really broken uh, usage as long as nobody's going to walk through it cast the image of an empty hallway around yourself and you have free invisibility as long as nobody walks into the little <sighs> area that you're inhabiting you could cast the image yeah. of like the actual room that you're in the part of the or just like the wall yeah, and you front stand of you. as long as you're sliding along the wall you cast and it doesn't have to fill a 15 <laughs> foot cube it can be smaller it just as no larger than a 15 foot cube it could be the size of you and it's just the <laughs> it is the yeah. image of whatever wall just a plant <laughs> and as you're like sliding just, across you just project the image of the wall there is a there is a mode on uh some of the more recent call of duty games and i can't remember what it's called but it's basically where you uh you can t- you if you touch an object you turn into the object and the only thing is you like your your the your character will whistle uh at an increasingly faster rate towards the end of the game but that's basically the way that players who are then going around trying to find you can find uh, you and i just love the idea of a of a warlock just yeah <laughs> just turning into plant pots or like a table <laughs> Like, I'm just, like, trying to, like, run around and, like, not be discovered in a castle. Honestly, I'm so yeah. hit. That purpose, I'm 100% here for it, because that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I might let it, I might let it be, like, you, it's like a shimmery image, like, <laughs> so, like, if people, if you're, yeah, like, sliding along yeah. a wall. Well, I think there is a certain level. Then, then it's yeah. kind of like, yeah. There is... Th- there is a certain level. Obviously, if they, if they try to perceive you, then they can, you know, get past your spellcasting modifier. Or I'd even let you. I would let the one thing I would rule is I would let people use deception for mm-hmm. these. Um, like if they were actively trying to, like, you know, convince someone of something that they're seeing or, uh, or, or something like that. Like, I'd absolutely say that you could use deception uh, on that. I think that would be if you're like lying to them, saying like, "Oh, hey, yeah, look at that." 
and like they see yeah, exactly. yeah to be yeah, like because yeah, yeah. if they know you can maybe cast illusion stuff as like a you're trying to convince them whatever. it's actually like, there this i've actually used this to rob places a lot in game i had a character who would like go into hmm. stores and just project an image of himself standing there not doing anything meanwhile he's like just grabbing things off of the counter or grabbing things off of like the shelf and stuffing them into his pockets and then i would cast the spell of like i would basically stop casting it of myself standing there and start casting it of the object still sitting there and so <laughs> last mm. it just sit there until i got 60 feet away at which point they disappear yeah uh but yeah, yeah it's like Perfect. it's it's really not fair this spell if you if you actually abuse yeah it. it's a it's a lot of fun um, cool. So my next one, uh, I'm going with the Lance of Lethargy. This uh, has a prerequisite of Eldritch Blast, but you can get it at second level. Uh, and basically, once per turn, you can choose a creature that you hit with your Eldritch Blast, and it reduces its speed by ten feet. Uh, I just think it's pretty decent. There's a lot of there's a lot. I can think of a lot of instances where I want something to not be closer to me or closer to a member of my mm. party. It's also potentially a way of stopping something from chasing like a yep. member of your party. Like if they're going to try and bail, but like they have a same walking speed or whatever, they're not going to catch up to them next turn. They're going to put 10 feet between them. That's pretty helpful, you know? Uh, so yeah, I just think it's a decent utility, like add on to your, to something that you're probably going to be using a bunch anyway. And you can just do this once per turn. So like you could be doing this every round, the same creature and there's no save against it. So it's just reducing their speed by 10 feet, which I think is pretty cool. Mm. So, and with a range of 120 feet, it could genuinely, like, say you're chasing someone, like, quite easily you could catch up to them in, like, three rounds or something. Yeah. If you're just reducing their, you know, if you're reducing their speed by 10 feet every time that you hit them, then quite quickly you would, you know, you'd make up the 30, 30 feet that's in between. And this is, whatever, a, is this also know? second so level? Think, is Lance of Lethargy? Yeah, this is second level. It, it's just a prerequisite, obviously, of having Eldritch Yes, Blast, okay. The, yeah, you need that. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, my third one, my final one, really, is Thirsting Blade. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a fifth level. Yeah. You have to be fifth level in order to get this, so that's the prerequisite, along with having the Pact of the Blade feature. You get your Pact at third level, so we'll go over that. Uh, basically, gives you extra attack it's just extra attack uh whenever oh, you, but yeah. specifically with your packed weapon if you have packed of the blade i think if you have yeah. packed of the blade thirsting blade is fundamental because if you're if you're a hex blood if you're a hex blade yeah. as well like i think you, you did again fundamental yeah. you have to, you yeah this is like agonizing blast for the hex yeah. blade like you have to take yeah this, this is so <laughs> much better that like it, it just makes you better it just makes you so much better mm. um whatever exactly. yeah whatever weapon you're using if you if i assume if you picked pact of the blade you're planning to hit people with your weapon this just makes it so yeah. much more viable especially considering you only have a d8 mm -hmm. of hit points and depending on which your which subclass you picked you might only have uh, light armor proficiency being able to hit people yeah. more is just great it's just very good it's good yeah it's good uh, and then so the last one, uh, well, the, kind of like the last two, just because they kind of go hand in hand. I think these ones are particularly good. Uh, you get Mask of Many Faces, which again, you can get at level two. This allows you just to cast Disguise Self at will without expending a spell slot. It's just so many uses of Disguise yeah. Self um, as, as a spell. I mean, I, I can, every time we come up to a city, someone's casting Disguise Self at some point uh, because they're running into a, a jilted lover or they're, you know, the guards recognize their mm. face or, you know, they seek an audience with the king. But this is also an argument, I will say, for Misty Visions because it's a 15 foot mm. cube, which means you could essentially get Disguise Self for multiple people. 
if they're all this standing within that. Cube. This is true. Mm, this is true. Is it uh like concentration or yeah. anything? So you just don't want to get like hit. Maintaining that for for, for ten yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to get hit. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Um, which, yeah, obviously, uh, nice. disguise self is not concentration, which is very tasty. Yes, which is very good. Um, and but then the other one that I wanted to talk about really quickly because it's in the same vein, and this one I think at this level is. Oh, a home run of an invocation, which is a master of myriad forms, which lets you cast alter self at will. I mean, now that is a really, really tasty ability. Like to cast a spell uh, with uh, that magnitude at will is wild. Yeah. So, uh, alter self, just in case you don't know, um, is uh, it's only a second level spell, um, but it allows you to basically actually change your physical appearance. Uh, you can do, I think, aquatic adaptions. So you can basically like, give yourself gills and a swimming speed, like and things like that. Uh, imagine the the dudes from Harry Potter when they go down and do the yeah. shark thing and they get themselves gills. The gillyweed. Um, uh, gillyweed. That's the one. Uh, and then you also get the ability to change your appearance. You can transform your appearance, and you can decide uh, what you look like, including your height, weight, facial features, sound of your voice, hair length, coloration, distinguishing characteristics, if any. Like you can just instantly become anyone uh, at will. This is wild. Like you could be running a foul in some political situations. Like you could be dancing from room to room with the visage of whoever and causing all kinds of mayhem and but like walking out of the room and instantly turning into like a servant. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and sneak out of there and like it's for like an infiltration mission of any kind, this would make you especially at level fifteen, you're you're not gonna get found out. Your deception's probably pretty high because you're gonna have high charisma. This is very very good yeah now there is the limitation that you can't appear as a creature of different size than you but maybe you're just a tall one maybe mm. you're just a tall halfling but hey you're just a tall but hey four but, foot but, something halfling but, uh monsters of the multiverse like i mean you know it's kind of yeah. sizes are a little little, yeah. little different now little and different honestly now, unless you're know? unless so, you're specifically uh, trying to impersonate like a gnome or a halfling why not just be mm. like a dwarf sized halfling just like I'm just tall. Yeah. Uh, or yeah, you could impersonate a Goliath. Because Goliaths are still medium. Yeah. You can you could yeah, be like five absolutely. feet tall and suddenly like, nah, man, I'm eight feet tall. Oh, I like it. So anyway, take uh if you're gonna play a warlock, absolutely take your time to read through the Eldritch, uh, Eldritch evocations and decide which of these that you you like. I'm sure that there's probably people people screaming at us being like, What about this one? This one's so good. Mm. Um uh, What about the one yeah, where you can cast which, detect uh, magic Eldritch at will? that's good yeah, too well, exactly <laughs> or invisibility you know uh, that's also yeah. a thing <laughs> uh, uh so yeah there's, there's there's a lot to go through um but we are going to move on uh jeremy do you want to talk us through packed boom yes so this is your third level ability when everybody else is getting their subclasses <laughs> you've had your subclasses for two <laughs> levels and invocations my goodness yeah uh you've had yeah. elder you've had agonizing blast for a full level at this point. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of wild. That is kind of wild, honestly. Uh, Especially with the way I roll stats as well. Yes. Like I, That would be a chunky Eldritch Blast at level two. <laughs> uh, you now get an ability called Pact of the... Or excuse me, Pact Boon. Essentially, your patron gives you a gift. You've been serving him for three levels now. You get additional features. You get to pick one of the hey, following features of your Jeremy. choice. 
Yes. Good job. Here you are. Here's a little boon for you, my dude. Thank you. Uh, I like your it's work. a raise. Like what you're putting out there. <laughs> it's a raise. Yeah, a little raise. A little bonus, maybe. You know, <laughs> a little slice, a little packet, a little brown envelope over to you. Yeah. And uh, inside, there is a, a a blade, a chain, or a tome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, the bl- packed of the blade, you can use your action to create a packed weapon in your empty hand. Basically, you choose, it's a melee weapon. You just summon a melee weapon. You can, you have, you are automatically proficient with it. You get to choose the form that it takes each time you create it. Uh, it counts as magical for the purpose of overcoming resistance and immunity to non-magical attacks and damage. So level three, you have a magic weapon. You can summon at any point. Uh, your, it disappears if it's more than five feet away from you for one minute or more. Also, it disappears if you use the feature again to summon a different weapon. Or if you dismiss the weapon, no action required. Or if you die, uh, you can also transform a magic weapon into your packed weapon by performing a special ritual while you hold it. It lasts an hour, which can be done during a short rest. You can then dismiss the weapon, shunting it into an extra dimensional space. So say you had a flame tongue, uh, which is a flaming sword. You touch the weapon, perform the ritual. Now you have a special, you can summon a flame tongue. It's like a lightsaber. Like you can even flavor it so that it's like you have the, uh, you have the the hilt and then you summon the blade. Uh, It appears whenever you create your packed weapon uh, thereafter, you can't affect an artifact or a sentient weapon in this way. Uh, it also ceases being your packed weapon if you die, or if you perform the ritual on another weapon, or use a run or one-hour ritual to break your bond to it. Uh, it appears at your feet if it is in the extra-dimensional space when the bond breaks. Um, there do not appear to be any limits to what kind of weapon you can pick here. No, it's just a melee weapon. Yeah, I don't think there is. It is a melee weapon. Yeah, I think weapon. I had a glaive when I played this, and it was a lot of fun, yeah. like, summoning a glaive. Yeah. Also, just for the sheer hell of being so cool that, like, you jump through the air, raise your hands, and as you do, something appears. I mean, that's just dope. It's just really, really dope. Um, the, the fact that you could have level two, thirsting blade, and agonizing blast at level two, at level three that's is wild yeah like, you're hitting truly, twice with a great extra sword. attack and like you are what like at level three you could be a full one person army yeah like honestly uh with like you've got range you've got up close i mean you'd be slinging some, some oh no serious, no thirsting blade uh, i just realized thirsting, thirsting blade is fifth level but still uh, okay. but still, still either way you still have a still. magic weapon that that can hit any anything that resists that's what that i mean at level three yeah which is still ghosts great. i ain't afraid of no ghosts you know what I mean? Not not the, not the warlock. Cut it up, Now the next one, which I actually think is even better, is Pact of the Chain. What? Pact of the I... Chain. Yes, you learn find familiar and can cast it as a ritual, not counting against your mm-hmm. number of spells known. For those of you who are, are not familiar with find familiar, it basically you summon a little being who does your bidding. It is arguably the best first level spell that is not damaging, possibly the first level spell. Period. Uh, it is beastly good. You can cast spells through the familiar. You can use the familiar to infiltrate places. It's very, very useful. Yep. But when you cast this yep. spell, you get to pick different. Normally, when you cast find familiar, you just get a beast. But now you can choose one of the the fall. You can choose one of those forms, or you can pick one of the following special forms: imp, pseudo dragon, quasit, or sprite. Mm. I'm just going to talk to you a little bit about the imp. Whoa. I'm going to talk to you about the imp, folks. So the imp. Uh-oh. As 10 Uh-oh. HP, has a flying speed of 40 feet, walking speed of 20, is resistance to co- resistant to cold, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks that aren't silvered, immune to fire and poison, nice. and immune to being poisoned. Uh, it has 120 feet of dark vision. 
Uh, it is a challenge rating CR1. It can shape change. It can lit- it can use this action to polymorph into a beast that resembles the form of a rat, a raven, or a spider, or back into its true form. Uh, I when I had this, I had a, a it was sort of like an eldritch being that could turn into. I think it was it was like a cat, a seagull, or a or a coconut crab. Uh, it has devil sight, <laughs> which means it can see through dark vision, or excuse me, it can see through magical darkness. So if somebody casts the darkness spell, this can see through it. Uh, and because you can cast spells through the familiar, what? that means there is actually an invocation that lets you see through magic darkness. But if you have this, you don't even need it. Mm. Uh, it has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. Its sting does 1d4 plus 3 piercing damage, plus if they fail a DC 11 con save, 3d6 poison damage. But it also, they just take half as much on a, a successful save, and it can turn invisible. It can just turn invisible wow. until it uh, attacks or uh, until its concentration ends. So your imp can invisibly infiltrate locations. <laughs> uh, it is really good. And then if if you use the familiar variant, which I you'd have to talk to your DM because there's actually a familiar variant that was released in the monster manual. This version, when it is within ten feet of its master, the master shares the magic resistance trait, which again what? would give you. Advantage on what? saving throws against spells and other magical effects. Well, that that is the imp is wild. Yeah. <laughs> that is truly wild. Yeah, it's scary. Uh, I I also just want to throw out the pseudo dragon. By the way, uh, has uh one really spicy ability, which I mean, it has a sixty foot fly speed, which is decent, and it has limited telepathy of a hundred feet, which is also pretty cool. Which means it can communicate with like other members of your party mm-hmm. as well, but. It has a sting. Now, admittedly, the DC for the sting is only an 11. Mm. But should a creature fail by five or more, it drops unconscious for the same duration (laughs) (laughs) or until it takes damage from another creature. Like, it's wild. It could just drop people. Like, if you can find a way to impose disadvantage on on someone, there's a chance that you could just drop someone completely unconscious. That's... This thing could go up to like a Tarrasque and put it to sleep for five minutes. I mean, actually, I don't think it's possible for a Tarrasque to fail a DC 11 by five or more. <laughs> but you get the point. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's this is a really, really, really cool ability. It's really, really good. Uh, yeah. Also, I didn't even mention this. When you take the attack action, you can forgo one of your own attacks to allow your familiar to use its reaction to make one attack with its reaction. So, uh, huh. yeah. It's nice. 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 Uh, Pact of the Tome gives you a book, a grimoire called the Book of Shadows. Essentially, you get to learn three cantrips from any class's spell list. They don't even need to be from the same spell list. And when you have the book with you, you can cast those cantrips in addition to all of yours. They don't count against the number of cantrips you know. If they don't appear on the Warlock spell list, they're counted as Warlock spells for you. If you lose your Book of Shadows, you can perform a one-hour ceremony to receive a replacement from your patron. Uh, This can be performed during a short or long rest, and it destroys the previous book. Uh, the book turns to ash when you die. Nice. If you want just a little bit of cantrip mm-hmm. versatility, whatever whatever cantrips you're looking for that aren't normally yep. warlocks, pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. You already have arguably the best damaging spell uh, cantrip in the game, but you could get some other yes. cool stuff. Utility <laughs> You things. can get some other stuff. Well, especially if you feel like you're losing out on some cantrips because you have to take Eldritch uh, Blast, then you know, this, is, this is potentially your, your workaround here. Yeah. Very true. Uh, Pact of the Talisman. 
you get you basically are given a, a, an amulet, a talisman that you can wear. Uh, when you fail an ability check, you can add a D4 to the roll, potentially turning the roll into a success. You can use this a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, regain all expended uses uh, on a long rest. If, if you lose the talisman, you can perform a one-hour ceremony to get a replacement. You can perform this during a short or long rest. It destroys the previous talisman. It turns to ash when you die. I think this is the weakest one. <laughs> I don't think yeah, there's for any. Sure. For sure. If, this is this is kind of like a, just a bad, uh, it's like a bad bardic inspiration, which you can only use on yourself and only ever become, is only ever a D4. The fact that it's a uh, D4 as well. <laughs> like, yeah, do you know what I mean? If that was a D6 scaling, mm-hmm. we could talk. Yeah. We could talk. If it was a D6 scaling, then we could talk. I, I wish that you could use it just... to like maybe erase disadvantage or something. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that that the, yeah that definitely would be nice. Anyway, those um, are those are the pacts. Those are the pacts. Those are the pacts. Some of them are real good. The One of them is just a just a letdown. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. So we uh, just as well. Uh, there is a bunch of uh, additional warlock spells which were handed out. Uh, I think in Tasha's. Yes. Um, honestly, a lot of them. You look at them and you go, "That you should have been warlock spells in the first place." Um, <laughs> Some uh, of them didn't exist like, prior um, to this book. To be fair. Uh, oh sure, that actually makes like summon fey, summon aberration. Uh, uh, I don't think Mind Sliver existed prior to this book. It might have, but I'm going to be wrong. Summon Fiend didn't. Um, mm-hmm. Dream of the Blue Veil, I don't think did. Uh, but Gate, Gate's tasty. Uh, teleportation weird, Circle. Well, fun. Yeah. Mislead. Uh, it's always fun. Those ones existed yeah. previously. Yeah, there's some good stuff. Uh, and also uh, with Tasha's as well, we got Eldritch Versatility, which is effectively like uh, with most spellcasters got some va- variation of this, uh, which is just the ability to basically switch out some of your abilities when you gain a level. So uh, you can replace a cantrip um, uh, from this class uh, when, you, I think this is all when you, uh, whenever you reach a level that gains an ability score improvement. Yeah, you can change this. Yeah. Uh, Which I think is, I think it's the normal number for this. It's fourth, eighth, twelfth, sixteenth, and nineteenth levels you can do yeah. yeah that seems pretty pretty standard uh you can also replace one of your pact boon uh replace the option of your pact boon uh if you want to and if you're 12th level or higher uh, you can replace one of your mystic arcanum features uh with a another warlock spell from the same level yeah. the idea of switching your pact cool. boon is actually pretty cool that's i think the most that yeah. that and the cantrip one actually mystic art actually all three of these are really useful to be honest yeah they're pretty uh, useful. but like if you're like yeah i don't like this pack boom uh, you're probably not going to need to use yeah. it that many times hopefully but <laughs> if you're like no nah, man this pack boom sucks you can pick a different one this sucks why did i pick the talisman yeah, and man? also because and this uh, we i said i've said this every single time we've done one of these class deep dives one of the, my favorite things about tasha's is that there will always always be a point when you level up to a certain level where things that you've picked early on in the game will become completely and utterly redundant to you so it's always helpful like i can imagine back to the blade if you get to a certain point maybe it becomes slightly less you like you just don't really utilize it anymore and something like having a fine familiar would be really freaking handy Mm -hmm. uh like casting spells like if you're level 12 or 13 or whatever now having the ability to cast spells from like the other side of the battlefield that could be like touch or something that could be massive uh not to mention putting someone in harm's way who you could just bring back with a wave of your hand versus like one of your allies (laughs) you know what i mean it's it's familiars are useful uh that's what i'm trying to say (laughs) mystic arcanum now 
So we, I, I, I'm glad I got to do this one because it, it follows up on what I was talking about before, where you learn up to fifth level spells. So at 11th level, you're, you essentially get to choose one sixth level spell from the Warlock spell list as this Arcanum. It's a, it's a special magical secret. Basically, you get a sixth level spell. You get one. You can cast your Arcanum spell or Arcanum once without expending a spell slot. Once per long rest. That's tasty. At higher mm. levels, you gain more warlock mm. spells of your choice that can, that can be cast in this way. One seventh level at 13th level, one eighth level spell at 15th level, and one ninth level spell at 17th level. You reg- and I believe this gives you a new usage each time. So uh, yeah. you basically end up with four mystic arcanums that you can cast each uh, one time without expending a spell slot. That, that I like. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. yes. That's really really good. That that that's a that's a, a definitely a game changer in in terms of making them a bit more viable later yes. in the game. Because I think that stopping your ability, like spells at level five for a pure spellcaster is a little yeah. rough. Because let's be honest, like sixth sixth through ninth is when stuff really starts to cook with some yeah. spells. So uh, yeah. yeah, fifth level. Yeah, some of the sixth and ninth. I mean, fifth level spells are still there's some. You get Kona cold. Yeah, there's some great fifth level spells. Yeah, you're right. I was disres- I was disrespecting the fifth level spell. I'm sorry. I think I don't know if warlocks get Cone of Cold as a spell, but they might. And if they do, congratulations, because Cone of Cold is but wild yeah, if not. That's a shame. <laughs> Honestly, uh, <laughs> it's a big re- if true. Real shame. Uh, oh wow, yeah. <laughs> you know, only one of uh, only two of the subclasses uh, get uh, Cone of Cold. We'll come to that later. Uh, really? But yeah, that's that's okay, Mystic Arcanum. Do you want to handle the 20th nice. level feature? Yes. And then 20th level feature, we get Eldritch Master. Uh, so you can now draw on the inner reserve of mystical power whilst you entreat your patron to regain expended spell slots. You can spend one minute entreating your patron for aid and regain all of your expended spell slots from your pact uh, magic feature. Once you uh, regain all your spell slots, you must finish a long rest before you can do so again. So that's just—I think that's still—that's just saying that it's a long rest until you can use the Eldritch Master feature yes. again. Doesn't necessarily mean that you can't short rest to regain spell yes. slots. That is doesn't negate that. Um, yeah, this is it, 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 one minute. I mean, one minute to get all of your yeah. spells back. It's good. I'd be sure. Yeah. One minute, and I get a ninth level spell. Okay. Yeah. It's is yeah. it amazing? Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I'm not feeling it, but it's good. Yeah. I think it's fine. It, it, I think it's it, fine. There are situations in which I think it's a home run, and there are situations where I'm like, oh, cool, they had that thing. Nice. Yeah. You know what I mean, like I Just like a time saver. Uh, I can imagine. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like you know, if there's a someone casts a you know they you banished someone. Can you banish? I think you banish for a minute, uh, right? Yeah. Like you timed it well. You know what I mean. You were like, right, I'm casting banishment. It's treat raid. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then you get your ninth level back or something. Like that's where I'm saying yeah. it'd be a home run. Like there's a that couple be situations hilarious. where I'm like, okay. <laughs> like I can imagine that as a as a duo plan. You know what I mean? I actually really like that. Yeah. They come back, you're like, I got my spells lost back! I'll banish again! I got it! <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try this again. I just love the idea of trying to get your patron on on the phone mm-hmm. like as quickly as possible. Like they get banished, you're like Please pick up, please pick up, please pick up, please, 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 please. Like this takes a minute, come on. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, it's just, I just, I find that really funny. And the idea that your patron's just like, oh, 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 my phone, where is it? Oh, I can hear it. It's around here somewhere. Oh, come on. <laughs> He's hiding. He's like, tell them what, I'm out of the office. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them I'm out of the office. <laughs> <laughs> 
They say it's urgent. The assistant's just running onto the golf course. <laughs> they say it's urgent. They need their spell slots. This situation is urgent. <laughs> I'm one shot yes. below par. This is the best I've ever shot I was on the I'm under par. Um, okay, so should we do subclasses now? Yeah, let's do subclasses. Okay. Uh, my subclass is from the player's handbook. It is the fiend one of the most classic warlocks uh pacts you can have essentially you have made a pact with a fiend so that's a devil a demon whatever else you want to think of they list uh demogorgons orcus the being orcus fraz or blue and baphomet uh maybe asmodeus or osmodeus i say asmodeus uh dispater or dispater dispater Dispater? I don't know. Dispater, I think. Mephistopheles. Uh, and Belial. Hey, there is. Yeah. Mr. Mistopheles. No. Make that No, get out of here. With Mr. Mistopheles. Uh, there's also pit fiends and bailers that are especially mighty, and ultraloths, and other lords of the yugoloths. But sadly, they don't list the Visigoths. Uh, but... You get an expanded spell list, uh, as with all of the Warlock subclasses. First level, you get yourself burning hands and command. These are essentially free spells, as mm. with anything. You just you just know them. They don't count against the number of spells you know. You just know them. Oh, no, actually, no, you don't Which know them. Good. You just have them on your spell list. That's actually wrong. You don't, oh, uh, you, that's yes, even better. You have to, you, I think you still have to select them, uh, but <laughs> you have mm. the option of learning burning hands and command level one RC, uh, for your first level spells second level spells blindness deafness and scorching ray uh, third level fireball not normally a warlock spell Ayo. and stinking cloud uh, fourth level fire shield and wall of fire and fifth level flame strike which is very strong and hallow which is also potentially very good um, the, this, is, this is a heck of a list it also shows you this is designed yeah, to be yeah. a blaster Looking at burning hand, scorching way, mm. fireball, flame strike. We are blasting here. Uh, mm-hmm, so a lot mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. literal firepower. Uh, also at first level, you get Dark One's Blessing. When you reduce a hostile creature to zero hit points, you gain temp hit points equal to your charisma modifier plus your warlock level. Minimum of one. Uh, very, very nice. I like it. Uh, okay, uh, again, okay. Yeah, I can, I can, this is I can built around taking yep. people out. Uh, so you know, go for it. The build this is a good build for a character. Well, you obviously don't have to play your character this way, but uh, this is a good build for a character that's going to be pretty aggressive. Uh, gives you some nice blasting mm-hmm. options. Sixth level, you get Dark One's own luck. This is super tasty. Uh, when you make an ability check or a saving throw, you can use this feature to add a d10 to your roll, including after seeing the initial roll, but before any of the roll's effects occur. You can do this once per short rest, short or long rest. So uh, that can be a game changer. That could be an absolute game changer. Mm. You, you roll, you're going to fail a save that could end things, and you're like, I got mm. a D10. Uh, and yeah, the D10 is a serious the fact that it's addition. a D10. Serious addition. Bards can't give you D10s I mean, at level six. <laughs> no, no. And that's like that. Uh, what I like about that is that it's the genuine ability to change something. Mm-hmm. Cause like even a D6, you're like, ha, I'd have to hit a six. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I think with this, I'm like, there's not many roles I can think of especially early in the game that you don't have a very high chance of, of with a 10 yeah with this with you know what i mean because you, you roll anything above a five 
when you're at sixth level, I think you'd probably pass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if if you're using, if you if it's if you're within the realms of possibility, like if you haven't rolled a one, yeah, <laughs> you've probably got like you know you're probably rolling something like a ten. You're you're probably close enough. Yeah. Uh, and then at 10th level, speaking of 10th level, uh, you get Fiendish Resilience. You get to choose one damage type when you finish a short or long rest. That's a, It's short or long rest. You gain resistance to the damage type until you choose a different one. Damage from magical Fun. weapons or silver weapons ignores this resistance. Now, my, my I think the way I interpret this is it says magical weapons, not magic. Because if it was all magic, I think this mm. would be kind of a useless feature. It's magical weapons. Right. So if mm-hmm. you're in hell or in the plane of the elemental plane of fire, <laughs> you can just... Which, honestly, you've got a good chance if you're a warlock. Yes. <laughs> like of turning up in hell at some point. Yes. Uh, or <laughs> you're up a bunch... Of... Especially if the fiend actually is your is You're your up against a bunch of well, mind flares. Great. It. I'm resistant to psychic damage mm. now. Oh, yes, please. You know what I mean? Yes, please. You know like, what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I know. I know what you. I know what you're, you're in the element of plane of ice. Great, resistant to ice damage. Like that's good. Mm. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, that's really really good. Or a dragon. Uh, what color did you say that exactly. dragon was? DM. Okay, cool. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's me taking a quarter damage if I if I pass this. So let's exactly. go. Exactly. <laughs> and then fourteenth level. This is ridiculous. <laughs> This is a ridiculous ability <laughs> that I'm about to read to you. This is Hurl Through Hell. I actually Hell. don't, I don't know what this is. I'm so excited. Hurl huh? Through Pardon? Hell. What? Uh, when you hit a creature with an attack, not a melee attack, not a not a an attack. This is as something that requires an attack roll, which would include Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast. You can use this feature to instantly transport the target through the lower planes. The creature disappears what? and hurtles through a nightmare landscape. At the what? end of your next turn, the target returns to the space it previously occupied or the nearest unoccupied space. If the target is not a fiend, it takes 10d10 psychic damage as it reels what? from its horrific experience. What? You can use this once per long rest. 10d10? An automatic ten d ten. That's it's what? no. There's no save. There's no save. You can't resist it. What? It just takes ten d ten. It's gone for a round. What? And then it, and then it comes and back. It ain't and coming back. <laughs> it ain't coming. Ten d ten. That's an average Lord. of around fifty damage. Fifty damage as you punt this thing through hell. <laughs> Wow, I love just the flame. I would want genuinely would want to make uh my warlock some sort of sports person just so I can <laughs> literally run up with like a baseball bat and like like and just hey bada bada hey bada bada swing and just they pile driving them into hell. I love this. I love this so deeply. I will play a fiend warlock at some point because that is amazing. Yeah yeah that it's is amazing <laughs> it is you hit them with an attack and you're like cool you're gone <laughs> okay guys you're we done. have six seconds you're done <laughs> now they get back you're done you're and done. the thing is this wow. this ability still works on fiends they just don't take the damage so yeah. <laughs> you can still get rid of a fiend for a round but literally anything 10 d 10 psychic 10 d 10 psychic damage yeah that's cool. and again not not one that's often resisted so yeah, you know. Wow, that's a good. Cl- that is a good subclass. So really good. Uh, when the when the dungeon dudes 
covered warlocks, this was one of the ones that I think there were two that got the S the S tier, and it mm-hmm. was this one, and I believe the Hexblade. Uh, right. But but and in contrast to the Wildfire Druid, this is not over centralized around fire to the same degree, in my mm. opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. Because the Warlock is already a strong blasting class. This just gives yeah. you a bunch of extra fire spells. And then you get a bunch of really cool stuff that is not fire related. Uh, like Dark One's own luck alone is really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. But also just resistances is something that's often overlooked, I think, by people. And it's like you have no idea how clutch something like that is. Like it's like effectively Ask like, any that's barbarian. what barbarians that's what, exactly that's effectively what barbarians are dealing with, and that's the reason they always stick it around on the battlefield. Like it's good. And when you're only dealing with a D eight of hit points, trust me, that resistance is good. That resistance and is good. That's the thing, like, you remember could pick you have the damage. resistance. You could yeah. pick bludgeoning damage, you could pick piercing yeah. damage, you're just resistant to it now. Yeah, like, bruh, so good. It's like you're just giving yourself a little like a smoky shield or something, like a fiery yeah. shield. Love it, yeah. absolutely love it. Um, it's time for me to talk about my subclass. I love this subclass, and I think it slaps pretty hard, also. Uh, and mm. that is the genie. Uh, this is from the Tasha's uh, Cauldron of Everything uh, source book, and uh, it is. Uh, it, I just think it's a ton of fun, and I love the flavor. And I think this is one of the ones where I think, uh, for me, runs into less of potentially runs into less of the issue uh, because I mm. think that you can flake. This was a. This one feels very uh, easily easily to like reskin this in any which way you, you want to. So uh, you uh, make a pact with the rarest kind of genie, a noble genie, um, uh, one that uh, basically uh, rules over one of the elemental planes. I feel weird about saying that the noble genies are rare. <laughs> the rarest kind of genie. <laughs> the rarest the kind of, of genie suck. The- so, um, yeah, yeah, they're fine. Just, they're just it everywhere. does feel a little bit like playing into like racist tropes of like the Middle East and stuff. Being like, mm, like sure. where yeah. in the the what is it the the original lyrics to the uh, uh, Arabian Nights where he's like, well, they'll cut off your nose if they don't like your face. It feels like yeah, yeah like these untrustworthy yeah. Arab people. That the idea mm. that a noble genie is the rarest kind. I get that. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. In D and D, genies are usually evil, but like, come on. Like, yeah, I think yeah. Now I think about it, yeah, the use of the word noble seems odd. Like uh, you could just say powerful. The fact that it's the rarest, you could say a yeah. noble genie, but it, why yeah. is it the rarest. Why kind? is it the rarest? Yeah, yeah. It's that's weird. That is weird. The rest You're are a bunch correct. of ignoble crooks. savages, crooks. Well, this yeah. is the thing. Well, at least one of them is listed as chaotic evil. So I mean, that's the. <laughs> Like, oh, but it's a it's a noble. He's a very it's principled. A, it's very chaotic princely, evil. chaotic evil. Like it's not even the evil part. It's the chaotic part where I'm like noble and chaotic. I just don't know how that goes together. It's chaotically anyway, noble. It's chaotically noble. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Basically, you. Th- I mean, there's a bunch of different ways that you could flavor meeting your genie, but you could just rub a lamp and bam, you there's a genie, and the genie's like, yo, you have like i can give you a wish or maybe i could give you some powers um and so uh there are four different kinds of genie you can come for uh, you can basically form a pact with um that does have a different that does bear a difference on the like what you'll be able to do uh it mostly just affects your spells that you'll get so you have the Tao, which is the earth elemental genie uh you have the genie uh i guess it's just genie is that is that how you pronounce it it's where the word genie comes from i'm pretty sure 
no, it's, sure. Gen- uh, it's like genie. It's it's literally it just genie. Like, okay. It, yeah, the original. I think the but original. It's spelled, like it's, yeah. the idea is gin, like D J I. Yes. And, yeah, and, yeah. And That's what it, I was thinking. Yeah, and then gin. genie yeah. is yeah, genie yeah. comes from that. But it's spelled completely differently. Anyway, yes. uh, you also get uh, which is the air elemental. You get the Ifriti, um, which is the uh, fire elemental, and then you get the Marit, which is the water elemental uh, genie. So uh, no uh, no real guesses here. They give you um, like abilities based on those particular elements, uh, which is seen mostly in the expanded spell list that you get access to. So you, as a basis, you will get the following uh, for sure. First level, you get detect evil and good. Second level, Phantasmal Force. Third level, Create Food and Water. Fourth level, Phantasmal Killer. Nice. Uh, mm. Fifth level, Creation. Ninth level, Wish. There it is. There it is. That's Warlocks the one. don't normally get Wish. No, they don't. No, they don't. And that is a that's a pretty good spell, guys. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's the best. <laughs> yeah. Literally the best spell. Um, so if you pick the Dao, which is the Earth Elemental, you get Sanctuary, Spike, Growth. These are all at the same corresponding level. So first, second, third, uh, fourth, uh, fifth, basically. So just up through the, the thing. Uh, you get Sanctuary, Spike, Growth, Meld with Stone, Stone Shape, Wall of Stone. Okay. Some stone. Yeah. Sanctuary is tasty. Uh, Genie, you get uh, Thunder Wave, Gust of Wind, Wall, uh, Wind Wall, Greater Invisibility, and Seeming. Decent. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Efriti, mm-hmm. this is our fiend-adjacent uh, one, because we get Burning Hands, Scorching Ray, Fireball, uh, Fire Shield, and Flame Strike. So Literally the very same similar. list of fire spells. Literally the same the list. Yeah, literally the same list. Uh, and then the Marid gets Fog Cloud, Blur, Sleet Storm, Control Water, and cone of coal. Ooh, I think Mar- Marid might be my favorite. <laughs> just yeah. for that. Because I love just Blur. Just for the of cold. Uh, I love yeah. Blur. I love uh, Sleet Storm's nice. Control Water can be really good. Yeah, Control Water's good. really good. I think it'd and, be that between that and the Genie, I think, for me. Um, just, mm. I think Greater Invisibility is, oh man, that's yeah, real that's nice. That's real nice. Fourth level, that's great. That's great. I'm a, that's I wanted fun. to throw this out. I don't know that the names Dao, Efriti, Marid, or Genie actually correspond to the elements in the original. Oh, I don't think the original they do belief, Like the original uh, no, mythology. I, I, <laughs> I think they are they are just four different names for genies. That's what I, that's the impression yeah. that I get. I think I've heard a Freety, <laughs> I think I've used I think I've heard a Freety used in reference to like a similar kind of being to a genie. So I'm assuming that that's what it is. When I when I first look it up, yeah, the first thing the first, when I look up the word Afriti, oh, it's it's from Ifrit. Uh which is Meaning. Oh, they're demons. Okay. In Islamic mythology, oh. the the Afarit or Efrit, I guess, are often associated with the underworld and are associated with the uh, often identified with the spirit. Oh, they are the they are the fire elemental, and they and my dude in the character art does look like a devil. He's got little horns and a big sword. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to look through the rest of these and see if they're all if they all fire. correspond. But that's that's interesting. Yeah, I think well, maybe they do. Maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know. Check it out. Mm. But whilst you're having a look at this, I'm going to check out, I'm going to tell you about the Genie's Vessel, which is uh, something you also get at level one. Um, basically, uh, this is this is one of the core abilities. Um, the Vessel is a tiny object, which can be used as a spellcasting focus, and you get to decide what the object is. You can decide it can be any object that you want it to be, uh, or they give you a little uh, roll table if you're struggling to pick. So you can have an oil lamp, urn, ring, um, ring with a compartment, stoppered bottle, uh, hollow, uh, 
hollow, hollow statute, statuette, uh, or an ornate lantern. Uh, so basically, it's just like a, a something with a compartment or sort of space inside it. So nothing solid, I guess. Um, whilst touching the vessel, you can use it in the following ways: bottled respite. As an action, you can magically vanish and enter your uh, your vessel, uh, which uh, which remains in the space that you left it. The interior uh, vessel is an extra-dimensional space of a 20-foot cylinder, with 20, which is also 20 feet high, and it resembles that of your vessel. The interior uh, is appointed with cushions and low tables, which I, you can absolutely flavor this however you want to, by the way. You don't have to have cushions on the floor. Uh, again, weird kind of racially coded stuff, which I just don't think is entirely necessary. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, basically, you can hear outside. Like You can hear like, all, what's going on. And come, you can, don't you understand? All of these genies come from the same part of the world <laughs> yeah, all exactly. that's what i mean that, from D D uh, yeah, D arabic countries that which is why specifically i'm like please just flavor this however you want to because D D islam weird. folks that's where they <laughs> if they if they observe D D islam that's yeah. where the, these that's where they're from specifically come from um but so you can stay into inside your vessel uh, up to a number of hours equal to twice your proficiency modifier, uh, which again is pretty cool because it means you can. Uh, I think it basically means that uh, I'm trying to think. It's like third level, fifth level, further fourth, mm-hmm. fourth level, something like that. That you can stay in there pretty much a whole of a short long rest. Is that right? No. Um, sixth level, maybe. Let me see. Something like that. Yeah, I think it's sixth level. Uh, see, sixth level. Uh, because then that would be double for six hours, I think. So um, that's uh, pretty tidy. Also, I will say this: I play, I've played this, uh, even though kind of uh, not for too many sessions, but for uh, in a in a campaign. This was a really, really helpful feature. Like yeah. um, uh, when it comes to like infiltration, all that kind of stuff. Just like not being noticed, wanting to hide in a jiffy. There was just like there was a bunch of really useful things, and the fact that you can still hear from the from the inside is really, really cool. So. I, actually really did come in handy i'm pretty sure i snuck into a few different places by just being like a little bottle and then just like having someone slip me inside of someone's pocket or whatever um so uh if it's destroyed every object is just seemingly uh just uh, appears uh on the outside uh by the way you can take stuff into your uh your your the, the you can take stuff inside it as well you can store stuff so i always i put all like my gold and stuff in there like i hid it so because that meant that no one could steal it from me. oh yeah no you you put all the party's gold in there actually i put all the party's gold in there. yeah that's that's very true i was like i'll keep it safe because it meant that no one could steal it um so uh, that is pretty cool. Uh, you can only enter it, however, once. So if you go in and come straight back out again, you can only you can only go back in at the end of a long rest. Uh, so do use it. Uh, sort of, you know, think about when you want to use it. Um, uh, I would definitely rule that, like, if you want to compl- if you complete a long rest inside, that that wouldn't use your long like wouldn't use your ability uh, for the next day because that just seems like a real shitty rule so yeah, yeah that, that, suck. That, 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 that would suck um uh cool uh but then you also get genie's wrath so once once on each of your turns when you hit with an attack you can deal extra damage to the target equal to your proficiency bonus and the damage is de- is uh determined by the type of genie that you have so for the dow bludgeoning thunder for the genie fire for the ifriti and cold for the uh for the marid 
Um, and uh, the vessel has an AC, which is equal to your spell save. Uh, and I think it has like one hit point or something. Uh, has a hit points equal to your warlock level plus your proficiency modifier. Uh, and basically, if the vessel's destroyed, you perform one hour ceremony and you can re- uh, replace it in something else. Oh, um, and it's immune to poison and psychic damage. That's nice. It hey, can't be poisoned. That's fair. It's an inanimate object. I mean, yeah. like that would be kind of wild uh, if I could, if it could be poisoned. Um, you just go in there, and all your cushions are like damp and like feverish. <laughs> Man, it's so it's really it's just real, like humid in here. Hu- humid. Yeah, I was gonna say humid, just like a bit stanky. Oh god, this yeah. is bad. Uh, so then we get Elemental Gift at level 6. Uh, you begin to take on the characteristics of your patron's kind. You now have resistance to the damage determined by your patron's kind. Much less fun than being able to pick it, like the Fiend. Uh, but still, nothing to be sniffed at. Especially, I mean, that's probably, I'd say the Ifriti there is probably the best one for this. Um, but in addition... This well, is nice. also bludgeoning. You can ha- straight up have yeah, bludgeoning. Oh, yeah, bludgeoning. Oh, yeah, that's, sorry. Yeah, bludgeoning, obviously. <laughs> sorry. Probably, yeah. That's the I might one. go bludgeoning, then if, uh, fire. And then, then fire, yeah. But in addition to this elemental gift, this one, this is an ability that slaps hard. Uh, as a bonus action, you can give yourself a flying speed of 30 feet that lasts 10 minutes, during which you can hover. You can use your bonus action. Uh, you can use this bonus action equal to a number of times, uh, equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses at the end of a long rest. This is dope. Yeah. So helpful so so helpful just hover for 10 minutes with a flying speed of 30 feet hell yeah there is a lot of there is a lot of uses for that a lot of uses um then at 10th level we get sanctuary vessel uh when you enter your genie's uh vessel via the bottled respite feature you can uh, choose up to five willing creatures that you can see within 30 feet of you uh to be drawn into the vessel with you instant hide for your whole party basically uh, if you can, uh, yeah, if you can put action, the vessel someplace, uh, do you need to be holding the vessel where, when uh, you enter it? Let's see. Let me see. As an action, you can. It's enter... when you're touching the vessel. Yeah, you need to be touching it. Yeah, yeah, you need to be touching the vessel. But if but you have it like hidden, it says yeah, when you yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're touching the vessel. If you have yeah, it hidden, you can just. It's any creature within thirty feet of you. So like, if yeah. you're in a wild pinch, right? Get, try and find somewhere your vessel can kind of either be concealed or could be, you know, in amongst a bunch of knickknacks <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and just zoop everyone in there. It's like a rope trick. This is kind of the way I'm looking at it. It's like a rope yeah. trick spell, uh, but probably a little bit better because you can, you know, you can chill in there for uh, quite a while at this point. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, as a bonus action, you can eject any number of creatures from the vessel. I love that. If someone pisses you off, if someone sits in your cushions in the wrong way, you can just uh, uh, cushion eject them out, uh, which is funny. Um, I'm joking. Please don't use cushions. I said take can, off your but... shoes. I said take off your shoes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, um, oh, and this, I mean, this is really nice. This is really nice. In addition to uh, anyone, including you, who remains within the vessel for at least 10 minutes, gains the benefits of finishing a short rest. Anyone can add uh, your proficiency bonus to the number of hit points they regain if they spend hit dice as a part of the short rest. Basically, this gives you a 10-minute short rest, which regains all of your spell slots as a warlock. And if you've got a sorcerer in the party as well like there's some a, sorcery I mean, points this, back yeah you could literally monk at like key if you, points 
if you hid if you if you were able to hide your the vessel well enough or you know whatever um you know hell even uh you know throw it somewhere like what you know like be have it somewhere where it's gonna like fall or something i don't know but basically if there's a way that you can stop it from being hit or being found this just gives you like a 10 minute short rest for your whole party where they can't be messed with like it's i think it's really i think that's a really really cool ability uh and a nice little kind of support feature actually for the warlock which they typically don't get a lot of so i like it uh and then at 14th level uh this is a this is a, this is a little spicy this is a little spicy mm. i don't know if it's quite as good as the fiend but it's pretty spicy you get limited wish uh you can entreat your patient <laughs> patient jeez uh you can entreat your patron to grant you a small wish just a little just a little wish <laughs> this uh, is the gp this is not the the genie this is the gp you can treat your patient <laughs> to give yeah, you, you treat to grant you a small wish <laughs> to grant you a small wish as an action you can speak your desire to your genie vessel requesting the effect of one uh spell that is sixth level or lower that has a casting time of one action the spell can be from any class spell list uh you don't need to meet the requirements of the spell including costly components the spell simply takes effect as a part of the action you can use uh you once you use this feature you can't use it again for 1d4 long rests i think this is pretty good yeah there's a there lot are... of clutch spells uh, that uh, you know at that level sixth level or lower i'm thinking like revivify or something you don't have any diamonds yeah. lying around i mean you're saving yep. people's lives you know what i mean reincarnate uh, raise reincarnate, dead huge huge uh yeah you'd get raised dead there uh let me i don't know what level resurre- you can get spell. true resurrection but uh, let me see what level resurrection is uh because you might be able to get resurrection that no resurrection wild. is seventh but you can get raised dead yeah uh, and reincarnate if their body is mostly destroyed you can just mm-hmm. reincarnate them um true seeing that's a pretty uh a pretty dope one that could be huge mass suggestion could get you out of hell of a pinch. Uh, polymorph. Just at a list of polymorph, globe of invulnerability. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Chain lightning. Who doesn't love chain lightning? You know what I mean. Uh, and this just doesn't count towards six, your spells, by the way. A six like, level, does, a six level fly. Yeah, like maybe this doesn't count towards. Just, like this is just like a freer use of it, like a, a free thing. The only, obviously, the only thing is that you can only it doesn't recharge automatically on a long rest. It might do if you roll a one. That'd be fun. um uh yeah i mean there's it's pretty good pretty good um what is this i've never actually seen this spell before which spell what's the name uh word of recall oh is that where you like remember something or you bring uh, something back, is I can't They cast a, a must initially cast the spell in a, a sanctuary that is sacred to their deity. After this, instantaneously at, and at any time, the caster can teleport up to six people to a prepared location. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is bananas. That is... Wow. Yeah. That just... Okay. That, see what I mean? That, that's pretty good. This is like, yeah. we don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> oh, wait. We... You couldn't cast Reincarnate. I just realized it's a casting time of one action. So that limited it a little bit, but still. Oh, yes. That's but true. Still. That is true. That's but still. I think that's so good. And given yeah. the fact that you have Wish, it, you also will get access to Wish. 
I mean, you could be doing some serious stuff. Uh, like a, a high level genie warlock could be doing some serious stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, and definitely, I mean, that combined with the fact that you can do a 10 minute short rest, I mean, it's negating a lot of the downsides of their low, you know, the low amount of spell slots and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, other than potentially some of the descriptive uh, stuff with this one, which definitely feels a little sketchy. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, I looked it up. I looked it up. So, Efriti, from what I can tell, are not clearly associated with fire. Marids or Marids, it doesn't appear, it doesn't mention water in like the original. It just says, uh, it, it just, they are devils. They're a kind of devil. Uh, it doesn't, it's like there's a secondary meaning of giant. It's basically a very powerful genie, uh, in some mm. versions. Um, they, some of them say they can predict the future by ascending to the heavens and spy on the angels. Um, oh. Some of them, they were, uh, oh, they guard the, they, they guard like a barrier between jinn and humans. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, it doesn't really seem like they have anything to do with water until I get, obviously I haven't done a bunch of research on yeah, this, but yeah, it, yeah until yeah, i get down to preliminary. uh d- until it says in modern fantasy genres the, in the devabad trilogy they are cre- created from water and then in D they're from the elemental plane of water um mm. i don't know the Tao don't even seem to be a creature necessarily i think that's something yeah, specifically say, it's like a ch- it looks Dao, like yeah. it's uh it specifically is a chinese thing that it relates to islam in some way that i'm i'd have to of do course. more research on D and D is obviously. That's, yeah, that's what they're all for. I don't know. Maybe yeah, change the names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm like. It seems a little needless, honestly. Like it seems a little needless. Just go. You know, what I mean, I feel like you could flavor these genies however which way you wanted to, and it seems odd to kind of back them into a corner. It also just seems odd. Like they've given them all character sheets and like stuff. And like this is something that I would say you would have to change. Is that like they're all CR eleven? Like this would mean that, that you could kick the crap out of your genie at a certain point like by the time you're, you're like it, like yeah i mean that that, just that kill your CR11 is not casting wish <laughs> like, yeah so uh yeah i probably would have them be uh, infinitely more powerful than that <laughs> like <laughs> you you gotta be knocking on the door of like a cr25 for something like this like an archfey i'm pretty sure is like a cr like 22 let me see or something I, let me see they're pretty powerful like a base a base arch fay, maybe even 23, 24, something like that, I want to say. I don't think it's quite a 30, but... Uh, I think, I, yeah, you'd have to... I don't think there is a, a monster known as arch fay. I think you just have to... There are some things that are classified as arch But yeah, I agree that... Yeah, maybe uh, yeah. just change change the names. I, I'm, I'm just going to go and say, I feel like it's weird when D&D takes... Uh, we've said this before, takes stuff mm. that is from another, from a non-Western culture, uh, or even just like a non-mainstream, because this is an American game, let's be real, mm. this is an American game, If it's something that is from a non-mainstream American belief system or religion, mm. and then, because and just like repurposes it in some weird way. Uh, like, I don't have a problem with including those things, but it's no. like... Like golems, make the golem closer to the actual golem. 
exactly. That's it. what I mean. It, it it's like it's the weird slapping na- a slapping of names on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like calling it the Dow and the uh, free tea and do you know I mean? like that. That's the bit that feels a little weird for me. Is like that, that just seems a bit needless. Then because then when you combine that with like oh they sit on cushions and low tables and so you know uh, uh, and all, like it, and their like shoes are pointy of, and their their pants yeah, are big. curly. They're voluminous. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like that's where I think it just gets into a little bit of a weird space. It, like it lists you... turban under the under the like <laughs> vessels that you can have. It's like okay guys <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa why if we're gonna put turban on then we gotta put do-rag as well come on like let's make it uh <laughs> just a list of hats genie you have a <laughs> exactly list of, genie in a yeah. hat like uh i, I there's I like a cowboy that. hat baseball cap uh yeah, yeah fez. all the different types yeah um so yeah i think it's it's, it's got some it's got some weird flavoring so i would i would definitely sit down with the dm and and just see if you can come up with some more um kind of just more interesting i think you know stuff or or you know even better like generally check out some of these like you know some of the basis of of genies like if it is you know if there is a strong basis in islamic religion like go check out islamic religion and see if you can be a bit more specific you know mm-hmm. with like the name of your genie find the name of like an old like an actual genie from like from islamic belief or something and and, like use that do you know what i mean so it's it's it you're not and like find out what you know see if you can get a descriptor of what that genie was like to give them some personality and stuff like that feels like it would be a lot more like true to you know like james always said there's absolutely nothing wrong with anyone like you know interacting with this stuff and it's i think it's really good to showcase it but let's just like you know give it its due if you're gonna clearly rip something off like you've got to pay pay the homage you know what i mean like you've got to don't just be like i liked the name <laughs> Which is what it kind of feels like right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I watched Aladdin. I like these names. Cushions on floor. That yeah. the, that was the progression. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and most of them aren't noble. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I I also like the idea of just breaking out of the list of like vessels they have listed. Like, oh well, yeah. Like it, it definitely says you can pick anything. It definitely yeah. says you can pick any. It, the only thing it does specify is that it's tiny, which I do think is an important thing to state because it's not a car. Don't pick a big vessel. <laughs> It would just be like so. Like yeah. I mean, I, look. If my player really wanted to, I'd let them. But I'd be like, look, you've got to carry it around, and you probably want it to be as inconspicuous as possible. Like it wouldn't be ideal to have like a my huge... jacket is my vessel. <laughs> you just vanish in your vessel inside <laughs> you your jacket. It's just a jacket lying on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> or a you shoe. just wake up you come out six hours later and you're just at a, like at this bar some guy picked it up and put it on and went out for the night like, he's like ah! <laughs> you're stuffed in there with him yeah the jacket is the jacket is horribly stretched you become two halflings keep... in a trench coat yeah that's <laughs> i like the idea of like if you're doing a modern campaign having it be like a tape player or like a boombox mm. or something and have it be an air genie Ooh, like that's a yeah. lot of fun that's yeah. I still you gotta carry around a boombox though. Uh this is hefty. It's a hefty bit of kit. And they're heavy, yeah. them things. They are heavy. Um so this Jasper has been our deep warlocks. Central School of Speech and Drama's production of Do the Right Thing. Uh, which Radio <laughs> Raheem a... for his yeah. showcase. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you know, I might, you know, my career might have taken a different trajectory if I'd have done that. Do you know what I mean? That could have been a real set piece moment for me. Instead I played fucking right Heathcliff thing and on Wuthering stage Heights. at Central. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> With the Honestly, number of black characters in that in that 
that what such a show would demand? I, I, I would have loved it because I would have gotten a great part. Probably it would be truly a tragedy if I didn't get a good part in that. Given I was the only black male in my entire group, they cast you as bugging out, and everybody else gets to. Be- <laughs> There's like a white dude playing Samuel L. Jackson's part. There's another white dude playing Radio Rahim, which if you've honestly, seen the ending be, of Do the Right Thing is I honestly wild. think that would be good. That, that would be good to a certain level for me, purely because I think Samuel Jackson would probably cross the Atlantic just to come and watch this show to slap the director. <laughs> like he'd be so offended if he heard. Or you get you get cast as um John Turturro's character. Uh or no, not John Turturro. The other I can't remember I think it's John Turturro who's the racist one. I can't remember which one. <laughs> But one of the sons uh, is racist. I'm terrible with names, so I can't, I definitely yeah. couldn't tell you which one it is. But yeah, that would be very funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was our deep dive into Warlocks. We will be uh, doing a deeper dive into the rest of the uh, Warlock subclasses, which we uh, listed at the beginning. So if you want to hear about those, including uh, obviously like the Hexblade, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, then make sure uh, the Great Old One. It's also very good. Um, there's a lot of good ones. Um, then make sure to go and check that out. Uh, I've enjoyed this. This has been it. I, I, look, I, some of these abilities you do need not be slept on because they mm-hmm. are, whew, they're fun. Uh, so uh, yeah, I hope that you've enjoyed these deep dives. Uh, we're nearly at the end, guys. We are nearly at the end of the deep dives, which <gasps> is scary because then we have to find something else to do. How many do we have? Another left? mechanical thing. What do I we have? We two, only have three? one, two, maybe. We've got paladin. Have we done sorcerer. I cannot remember if we've done yeah. Sorcerer. We did sorcerer? sorcerer? I don't remember. No, maybe we haven't done Sorcerer. I don't think no, we've we done sorcerer. done sorcerer. I don't think or we've paladin. done... Yeah, we haven't done Sorcerer or Paladin. Uh, is there anything else? We've done Barbarian, done Fighter, it. done Rogue, done no, Ranger. We haven't done blood, the Blood Hunter, I guess. But Oh, yeah, there's, there's Blood Hunter. <laughs> we bring Matt back. Yeah. Let's get Matt back to talk yeah, about Yeah, let's get hunters. Matt back. If we can get... I mean, that tell you what, if we cool. can get Matt... If we get, if we can <laughs> get Matt, we'll do Blood Hunter. If we can get Matt, we'll do Blood Hunter. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've done yeah, artificer. So I hope. Yeah, yeah I think all. I think, I think we've, it's we've, I, we've done cleric, druid. Um, yep. I think it's wizards, yep. fighters. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think the. I think, I think it's literally just paladins and sorcerers. Just paladins, sorcerers. Yeah. So we're nearly wow. there. We're nearly there, guys. So yeah, if you if uh, if you're listening to this, if this is one of the first deep dives that you've done, then any other than a sorcerer and a paladin, you can find those episodes now. Uh, even more helpful if you go onto our Patreon. If you go to our Patreon, you get ad-free episodes, and they're also all tagged as class deep dives, so you can find them super easily. How about that? Yeah, that's right. That's another another reason why you should join our Patreon. I was going to say, until the day that podcast apps actually release like decent search functions for a podcast yeah. that you're subscribed to, this is the that easiest way to find the episodes you want to find. That would be lovely. Yeah, that would be. So the easiest thing to do, really, is just go to patreon.com forward slash tbhalflings and, uh, uh, and sign up on any tier and you will get yourself the ad-free episodes in which you can listen to all the class deep dives without interruption and all in one helpful little place. Uh, you can also find the show on all social media platforms uh, at three the number three black halfling so make sure you go and give us a follow and we usually pretty active on the socials as well so if you have any questions or thoughts or ideas or you just like the show then please feel free to give it a share on there because it helps us out a lot uh jeremy where can people find you on the interwebs uh you can find me at jeremy cobb one that's cobb with two b's and the number one on twitter uh you can also find me on instagram 
but I, good luck I do remember what it's called, but I'm going to leave it a oh. mystery for now. Yeah, I'd leave it a mystery because there's no yeah. pictures on there, and it, like you, it's just like a weird, creepy. Just yeah, like, I just follow a bunch of D and D occasionally comment on things. Yeah, um, you can follow me at uh, J W underscore Cartwright, um, and uh, yeah, we will be back uh, next week. I hope that you have enjoyed uh, this episode. Uh, oh, one last thing: make sure you hit subscribe if you're listening. It's like the first time you've listened. Hit subscribe on whatever podcasting app you use, yeah. and then as soon as a new episode drops, which is honestly pretty regular, like we're, we're pretty we, we release a lot of episodes. <laughs> we, we put out we a lot of content. Been, we, our podcast has been eating that. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis yogurt. Yes. We are incredibly yeah. <laughs> regular. Incredible. Oh my word. And on that note, <laughs> regular and, and soft. And whoa! <laughs> so long, shy of folk. <laughs> so long, shy of folk. So long. We go down easy. <laughs> I'm gonna ignore and we are the last one. <laughs> no! <laughs> No! <laughs> no! <laughs> no! <laughs> and full of corn. Done. <laughs>